0: What's up, guys? It is your girl, JK, back at it again. Today, we are going to talk about a hot topic, uh, which is actually kind of sad for me, but it's still exciting. Uh, The Summer Olympics, the uh, four-year mega sports extravaganza uh, that the world celebrates. So the next Summer Olympics in 2020 is going to take place in Tokyo, Japan. All the tickets are sold out. All the hotels are sold out. All the flights are sold out. So we will not be participating in the Olympics. But we're still going to Japan uh, probably a month, about a month before the Olympics. So if you're going to the Olympics, if you're planning on going, just know that there's going to be a lot of places. If you haven't booked accommodations, if you haven't booked a rental car or your flight, or um, if you haven't bought actual event tickets for the Olympic Games, there aren't going to be many, if any, if you just show up there. But you can always still have fun when you show up because Japan, specifically Tokyo, but really the whole country of Japan is an awesome place to visit. So somebody asked, how long uh, do you have to stay in a country to really enjoy the Olympics? Honestly, like a week. But if you're traveling internationally, you want to stay for at least two weeks to get the biggest bang for your buck because the prices will be the same for flying out, whether you stay one week or you stay two weeks. Um, another question that we got was, how much money does it cost to go to the Olympics? Unfortunately, I don't know for Tokyo. I have no idea because I didn't get to buy anything uh, specifically for the Olympics. Um, when we went to the 2016 Olympics in Rio de Janeiro, that Olympics, uh, that Olympic event was was a lot smaller. Rio is a less desirable place to visit, especially during that time because there was the Zika virus breakout. Um, they were having quite a bit of civil unrest and a lot of military and government uh, changes and, and big news happening. So uh, there actually weren't a lot of people who were as interested in going to Rio as there are people interested in going to Tokyo. But here's the breakdown. So we went to see basketball, beach volleyball, Indoor volleyball, boxing, track and field, and we also bought a VIP suite access uh, for half a day with CoSport. So our game tickets in total were $2,600. We booked our flights through American Airlines. We stayed in the main cabin round trip, which was $2,300. We booked an Airbnb instead of a hotel or a hostel or anything like that. We just booked straight through an Airbnb that was $1,500 for the entire two weeks. And that was in Copacabana, about two blocks from Copacabana Beach. We did not have passports and to travel from the U.S. to Brazil, you must have a visa. So for the first time, passport books and visas for both of us, that was $900. Once we got to Rio and we were traveling between our Airbnb and the Olympic events and other tourist things we wanted to do, we spent about $200 uh, via transportation with Uber. We spent about $400 on food and drinks because in our Airbnb, we had a small kitchenette. And so we actually bought groceries a couple times and cooked meals, which was a great saver um, of food and time. Let's see what else we spent about a hundred dollars on souvenirs and tourist attractions. So, um, I wrote that down, but I honestly don't remember what exactly we did. (laughs) That was a tourist attraction (laughs) or a souvenir. Uh, but I got this from like a notebook where I wrote it down right after the trip because I wanted to be able to compare it to traveling to Tokyo. So that was the total, uh, for our two week trip to Rio de Janeiro. Um, altogether, that comes up to about $8,000. Um, so, yeah, those questions answered. Uh, the next question we got was how early can you buy these things? So, again, for Tokyo, everything was sold out way before it was even available to the US. Um, but generally, For plane tickets, you can buy them uh, 10 or 11 months in advance, depending on which airline. And for the Olympic game tickets, you can buy them if you're not in an early access group, like part of a travel agency or part of a company that buys a lot of tickets in the beginning of the ticket process. Um, They're available to the general public on a first come, first serve basis about 13, 12 to 13 months before the Olympics, all the way up to four months before the Olympics, if, um, if there are still some available. And then even then, like I said, in Rio, there weren't a whole lot of people that were dying to go to Rio for the Olympics. And so at some of the venues, at some of the events, there were still tickets available at the box office as you were walking into the stadium. Um, our Airbnb, we booked that 11 months in advance. That was the earliest we could do that. The visas and the passports, this is different for every country. So make sure you do a lot of research on the country you're going to so one, determine if you need a visa and two, determine how long it needs to be valid and um, how long you have until it expires to be able to use it as a tourist or a work or business visa or anything like that. So for us, for Rio, um, we got our passports and visas 18 months in advance because they had to be valid six months before uh, they had to be valid at least six months before our takeoff date, our arrival date actually in Rio um so it was really about a year and a half process so that gave us plenty of time to save up we didn't spend all eight thousand dollars at once um, we spent a couple thousand here one or two thousand there um, throughout the course of 18 to 20 months which was really nice um, another great tool for researching especially when you're traveling to a large world event like the olympics but really if you're traveling anywhere outside of the country or somewhere where you're not that familiar inside the country Always go to the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. Uh, CDC.org has a lot of great information for travelers. They have specific information for pregnant women who are traveling, people with disabilities who are traveling. If you're traveling to a different country, they have, uh, I guess, tools and and common phrases and and cultural things to know about that country that will help you have a smoother uh, and more enjoyable trip. So, that's just a little bit about traveling. Hope that's helpful. If you have questions, there's going to be a chance for you to leave voice messages in here. Please leave a voice message and on the next podcast, we'll cover some of those questions.